Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. Joining us now is Eric Pryor. He is uh, with the uh, Pennsylvania Academy of the Fine Arts, and uh, he is the leader of that organization. Eric Pryor, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm I'm all I'm okay, all things considered. Yeah. So big changes at PAFA. Um, you guys are, are no longer um offering bachelor's and and master of fine arts uh, programs. And your students have uh spoken out and said they, they feel blindsided and surprised by that. Mm-hmm. What happened? Well, ultimately, well, first of all, let me say that uh uh all of our uh, we'll be graduating all of our seniors this year and all of our graduate students. So this semester will continue. Uh, this is not an abrupt shutdown. Uh, we will finish up this semester and they'll graduate in the spring. Uh, and then uh, next year, all of our the students that are rising seniors and graduate students, we will complete that year. Uh, that The class of 25 will graduate in the spring. Uh, the two The groups that are impacted that, that will uh, move on uh, to other institutions are the freshmen and this year's freshmen and sophomores, uh, they'll transfer out. But essentially Solomon, uh, we have a total of 130 students. Uh, higher education is a highly regulated area. It's very expensive. And essentially uh, uh, we, we, we tried uh, very hard to find a pathway to, uh, to say to college, uh, we've made multiple attempts uh, to find a partner institution to merge with uh, uh, to be able to still offer the degree granting program, but we were unsuccessful. Uh, once uh, the board and in, in, in really the final attempts in, in that area really shut down uh, in the uh, late fall, November-ish area, uh, and once we were in that position, um, there was the board really didn't have very many options other than to consider a wind down. So it, it really, uh, you know, uh, you couldn't sustain. It just was no economy of scale. Uh, we The program uh, was hemorrhaging uh, funds and just was no way to sustain without jeopardizing the whole organization closing. So, um, you know, in, in terms of making that decision mm-hmm. um, as to what to cut, because uh, yeah. of course, Pennsylvania Academy of Fine yeah. Arts did, does a number of things. Why did you make the decision to cut the degree granting programs? Well, the degree, the degree, PAFA has been in the education business since 1805. Yes. Uh, if you think about and since uh, if you think about uh, luminary artists like Henry Oswald Tanner, if you think about Barclay Hendricks uh, and others, they didn't get degrees from Papa. Papa got in the degree granting. Uh, we started giving Bachelor of Fine Arts degrees uh, in, in 2013 is when the when we became accredited to give those degrees. Uh, that's 11 years of an organization is 218 years old. Uh, when they initially got into the degree granting program, the people who were involved, because we offered a certificate, a four year certificate, many of the people 
if Poffa were upset because they closed the certificate at that point in time. Mm. So we're going back to relaunch the certificate program. Uh, we uh, feel like it's in our best, better interest. And then also uh, the reason uh, that, that this, the, the degree granting program, higher education is highly regulated. There are a number of things you have to do, you have to offer, it's mandated with the government. And when you have 130 students, that's not a small high school. Right. Uh, then it's, it's, it's impossible to, to sustain, you know, those type of small numbers. And as much as it pains us, we didn't want to take that action. That wasn't the choice. But there are times when you have to make tough decisions. And uh, even if they're a decision that you really don't want to have to make. Mm. And so some of your students, well, I guess, you know, the ones who are going to be affected are going to have to transfer in order to finish Mm-hmm. um f- finish their their degrees Correct. um and the um so so what's left so uh of course the degree granting part of it is is gone but the Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts has a has a very long history what else do you do and and what is remaining and and I guess what is your priority going to be out of what remains okay well there i i would look at it in three silos uh we still we've always been heavily in education uh, we do a continuing education program that's very robust. We will continue to do that. Uh, we will relaunch uh, our certificate, our multi-year certificate program, or certificate of fine arts, which will allow us to uh, train artists, usually artists that come into the certificate programs, our older uh, artists who come through non-traditional routes. Becoming a fine artist is not an easy road. It's a tough one. Uh, and we find it, you know, uh, the older students oftentimes are able to make that decision and understand what that is. It's, and that's part of what's had helped, had hurt. Uh, the, the college portion of it was uh, you're competing with parents who want to send their kids to schools where they can do double majors because they're afraid they're not going to get a job after getting a fine arts degree. Uh, so also we have our museum, our exhibitions program. Uh, where we have been able to tell the diverse stories of American art for many, many years. We will continue to lean into that and really uh, look to grow uh, that programming and the visibility and membership and and audience. But the last thing it does is that uh, uh, we'll shrink our, we'll reduce our footprint in our building and and, uh, uh, we will look to really uh, transform our Hamilton building into an arts hub. Uh, incubator accelerator uh, where we are in dialogue with a, uh, uh, hopefully a couple of other uh, nonprofit uh, arts organizations, institutions or mission aligned. And hopefully, you know, we still want to have a really uh, a positive impact on the ecosystem that's happening in the art space. You know, I, as I'm listening to you and, and I know that uh, PATH has been around since 1805. Correct. Um, and I know that you've gone through a number of changes o- over those years. Now, things are different now um, with everything and including yeah. art. Much of what happens happens online. They have these non fungible tokens and and other things that that are purported to be art. But, you know, h- how do you address adjust to a new environment where where art is um, is different? I think, I think essentially, you know, one of the things you do is on the training side, 
you, uh, you, you really help artists, uh, you know, acquire the fundamentals. Uh, and, and, you know, and, you know, and once as they acquire those fundamentals, uh, they will find their lane, they will find their voice. And whether that's in a, uh, in a digital space or whether that's in a more traditional space with painting or sculpture, they'll find their voice. Uh, our, our, our goal on the training side is just to help give them the skill set where they can choose whatever path they want to choose. Uh, in terms of their own practice, uh, in terms of what we do in the museum and exhibitions, um, you know, uh, once again, you you look at and artists are doing some incredibly innovative things, and 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 many of them are doing some incredible work with traditional media, and some of them are doing work with new media. Uh, we find things that relate, or you know, maybe speak to the history of things we did, or things that may you know, challenge the history or challenge things that are there and really try to put together um, exhibitions that really speak to who are we as Americans. And one of the things that it's been real important, and I think we've been able to do successfully is to make certain that we are amplifying the diverse stories of American art, because there's so many uh, different types of stories, whether those stories are diverse because of ethnicity, uh, you know, gender, uh, uh, sexual orientation. I mean, it's just so many ways that, you know, uh, where people are from, what part of the country. Uh, and PAFA is a national mu museum, is a national museum. So telling those different stories. And then, you know, so we just, we're a platform and you look at what people are doing, you know, and uh, make certain that uh, you see which of those things make sense as you curate what you do and what people see in yeah. terms of our platform. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, moving forward, uh, mm -hmm. Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts, you talked yeah. about partnering with some other organizations that have the same mission focus. Yeah. Um, what does that look like? What are those organizations you're considering? And, and what might that kind of partnership look like? But unfortunately, I'm not in a position to say, who those people are just because we want this to happen. And, uh, you know, we want to, as they say, get the, the you know, sign the dotted line and, and really align ourselves before getting over our skis and putting it out there. But I'd say what it looks like is essentially, uh, you know, cohabitating in space. So if we look at things like, you know, uh, you know, we have a, in our Hamilton building, we have an incredible uh, exhibition space. There'll be times where that the exhibition in there will be us, or it could be one of the partner organizations. Uh, we also have an incredible sculpture shop with a foundry. Uh, we all will have access to that. We have an incredible, I believe you, you were interviewed in our Roden Auditorium. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we all, the, uh, the partners will have access to that. So some of the things like that, the, the printmaking uh, shop, the sculpture shop, the Roden Auditorium, uh, we uh, uh, those things will uh, have we'll be able to use in a shared way. Uh, the same with the exhibition space, and then um, you know, which will create uh, a vibrancy and a and and a lively kind of interface. Because usually, one of the things with uh, with a college, you can't just walk into a college building. They're very they're, and and it's for a reason. You know, you really are. Uh, 
you know, isolating and making certain your students are protected. So it's really not so much of a public interface. Right. Uh, and what we're looking at, it would make the, it would put us in a position where the building would become much more alive in terms of using it uh, more on a on a, uh, on a level with the community. OK, so, um, you know, what what would you say to these students? The Inquirer did a story uh, which mm-hmm. I thought was was good. It was very in-depth talking with some of the students and they talked about just being devastated because yeah. of the sense of community that they had there at PAFA. So it spoke well to the atmosphere there, the sense of camaraderie there, the sense of mission there. Uh, but but their surprise in, uh, yeah. in having these these programs go away, you know, they, they say they're devastated. So, like, what would you say to them? Well, I think that's honest. I think if I were them, I'd be devastated, too. I, I, I don't want to sit here and say they shouldn't be because it's meaningful to them. It is a tight, you know, in a small community, 130 people is family. And uh, anytime you have to make a decision like that within a in a tight knit family, it's going it's going to hurt people. And we were clear about that. But, you know, in terms of, you know, how it was announced. When you were looking at whether it was going to be a merger or whether it was going to be a wind down or whether you was going whether we the board chose to just stay the course and keep going and offering degree granting programs the the first two options you have to have those things totally planned out before you make an announcement like that otherwise what happens is you you, you could have announced it let's say you announced that five months ago yet you have no infrastructure in place. So you can announce it early and create a situation that would be sheer chaos because at that point you wouldn't have uh, uh, agreements because we, you know, for the students have to transfer, we have agreements with five institutions. Those wouldn't be in place. Uh, you know, there's just so many things. Uh, the, the relationship with our, what we need to do with our creditors wouldn't be uh, in place. There are a lot of uh, 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 things that you have to do behind the scenes where you can't just, you know, you have to get those things all in line. And then, you know, you couldn't announce it until we knew with the, that the uh, once we had the board vote and we didn't know what the board was going to vote. I, you know, I'm not a voting member of the board and I didn't know how they would necessarily vote. Um, I felt like they would probably take the path that they took, but there was no way to know that for sure. So you really couldn't, uh, until those various things happened, you really couldn't, uh, you know, announce it without, it would have created other problems and people would have still been pissed off, but I'd rather them be upset and there be an infrastructure in place so they can move forward uh, you know, in a way that uh, they can complete their degrees without interruption if they so choose. If we had done it another way, it would not have, the infrastructure would not have been in place. People would have still been upset because this is the kind of thing that that's, that uh, is difficult to take. Well, you know, moving forward, it, it, what is what is your vision for how this thing takes shape uh, moving forward? Because it is uh, a, a big change, uh, right. and you certainly will be moving forward. So, what is your vision for for the best path forward for Patha from here? Well, I mean, I think the first thing we have to do is look at the 
look at what's immediately in front of us. And what's immediately in front of us is making certain that the students that are graduating uh, this spring, that this semester, we make certain that uh, uh, that our faculty and they are supported and they finish their degrees, making certain that the students who the, the freshmen and sophomores that will need to be placed, make certain that we support them. I know they're mad. I know they're upset, but we're here to support them. And the main thing is, is that, uh, you know, oftentimes in life, we all sometimes catch curveballs. But at a certain point, hopefully the emotion will subside and we can help them move forward. There are five excellent schools we've partnered with, with them, uh, Tyler School of the Arts, uh, Moore College of the Arts, University of the Arts, Arcadia University, and uh, uh, Pennsylvania College of Art and Design. So uh, then after we do that, and make certain that we have dealt with the immediate issue of supporting the student body. Then it's really going to be about leaning into our, you know, re reconstituting what edu what art education looks like here at PAFA with the Academy of the 21st Century, relaunching our uh, Certificate of Fine Arts program, which is a multi-year program that uh, will be that we are working with uh, current uh, some of our current faculty in designing that curriculum. Uh, those who had that was involved with it prior to it shutting down. Uh, and also making certain that we bring things to it, uh, the technology and things that didn't exist before uh, when it was offered and make certain we lean into our museum. Most people who uh, who experience art experience it as art appreciators. And so we want to make certain that we get as many people as, as we can to look at the stories that we will be telling around American art. And then lastly, taking this Hamilton building and making it a bus cultural hub. And there are already some uh, uh, hubs and uh, uh, or, or incubator accelerators that exist here in Philadelphia. You have the Bach building in South Philadelphia and the Crane building in North Philadelphia. You don't have anything like that in Center City, Philadelphia. And so there's an opportunity, you know, I think that change is difficult, uh, but you can create something really special uh, if you're able to get through uh, get through, you know, uh, the, the the difficulty that change presents you and and, and not just uh, be paralyzed in fear, uh, but recognize that, uh, you know, you have to think about things differently and make some adjustments. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that is uh, Eric Pryor. He is. Can, can I say one more thing? Real quick? Yes, go ahead. We have an amazing exhibit. Uh, uh, for this, you have an African American audience. We have an amazing exhibit of a mid 20th century African American sculptor named John Roden. Many of you, if you've been to the African American Museum, you see there is a uh, a sculpture in front of their museum. That's John Roden's work. We have a one person retrospective of Mr. Roden's work uh, here in our museum that uh, is just phenomenal. So I want to invite you, uh, Solomon, to come out and see it, and all your listeners. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that and appreciate the invitation. What's the address? Uh, we are here on Broad Street. Uh, let me see. I'm so terrible with this. Let me get this for you. I want to give anybody the wrong address. Uh, uh, we are at 128 North Broad Street, right across from the Pennsylvania Convention Center. Sounds good. OK, sounds good. All right. That is Eric Pryor. He is president of the Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts. And he joined us this morning on WURD. Thanks so much.
You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com.